I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives, and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special 2020 reunion episode where, and for those of you listening for the first time, that's when I bring on a guest that I had on in the past and I had so much fun with them, I brought them back again. I couldn't get enough. So today I have on one of those guests, Felicia Fro, who is managing member over at Eco Alliance Group. Felicia, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks. Nice to be back and happy 2020. Yes, happy 2020, um, and I'm excited to get into what you're working on. This looks really interesting, um, so let's just uh, jump right in. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing over at Equal Alliance Group. So this is a group that I've been working with for over a year. We are in working in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to bring um, food access, basically. So we, have, we are doing hydroponic growth, so commercial hydroponics, and grocery stores. Grocery stores are going to be in food deserts. Our hydroponics are to supply the grocery stores in addition to um, regional supply. So we have we have relationships with food brokers and food wholesalers. So we will be able to sell our produce directly to a wholesaler who has contracts with national retailers. And the the trend is going to where um, these re- these national retailers want their produce that's coming to their grocery stores. To come from closer to where they are. And right now in Oklahoma and a lot of the Midwest, the food travels over 2,000 miles to get to you. And that traveling, you lose lots of nutrition because it's been picked way before it was ready to be picked. So it gets to you before it's rotten. Um, so that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're just improving food access in a an area of Oklahoma that has really suffered because of lack of food. Good food. Can you can you talk a little, I don't want to assume, so you're using a term there that, I mean, I know it, and I, I've interviewed some other people in that space, but I don't want to assume that everybody listening does. Can you define or, or get a little bit more in depth on that, that whole problem of food desert? Okay, yeah, food desert is, there's loose definitions of what it is, but it's an area where, an area in a town where people have difficulty um, either because there is no food or there's no grocery store or they have um, a hard time transportation getting to that grocery store. Um, so there's lack of fresh food, fresh fruits, vegetables, yeah, and, and sometimes just groceries in general. In the particular area I'm talking about in Tulsa, North Tulsa, they have there's lots of fast food. There's lots of quick trips. There's dollar stores, which, by the way, this area of Oklahoma, this area in Tulsa was their representative, um, Vanessa Hall Harper, was the first person to actually keep a dollar store out of their city, out of her town, another one from coming up, because those are keeping grocery stores from being able to prosper and keeping grocery stores from coming in. And they're not selling the food that is healthy food. I'm air quoting healthy, but does that make sense? Fresh, No, good, absolutely. Organic. So. So what it comes down to is there's, and I, I think if, if somebody has ever lived in one of these food deserts, they have no idea. So we take it for granted, right? Like you just go to, yeah, I live exactly. I live in Santa Monica, and I mean, I, I don't know, I can probably 
walk to I don't know how many stores or how many whatevers, and they're not all dollar stores, and and I have my choice of whether I want to spend uh, whole food money or if I want to spend dollar store money and everything in between, right? Um, so when you yeah. when you go when you're in other places, though, it's not quite like that, right? Correct, and that's thanks for bringing that up because we all live in our bubbles that we live in, and it was mm-hmm. something that I didn't realize either. I mean, I have a car. I've always had a car as long as I can remember, so I could go to whatever grocery store I wanted to. You're talking about driving to one. Everybody doesn't have that. There are places where somebody has to get on a bus to go, I don't know, five, ten miles to get their groceries. Imagine wanting to buy maybe even ice cream because, you know, we like ice cream, and getting home with that on the bus, having to take all the stops that you take. So you're an hour on the bus to get there, an hour on the bus to get back. You're not really going to buy all the food that you need. You probably aren't going to go there very often. It's a it's a big problem. It's a big problem. So it's such a problem that we believe that one of the reasons North Tulsa has 11 year less life expectancy, so that people in North Tulsa live 11 years shorter than people who live in South Tulsa. Same city, 11 year life expectancy difference. Wow. And so um, let's talk about kind of the economics of this. So you said you're mentioning hydroponics and you're uh, mentioning a different a self, a, a possible food chain supply. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what that looks like and why that helps solve the problem. So I'm going to talk about it in two different ways. One, from an investor standpoint, because I know a lot of people think about, well, what does this have to do with real estate? But there is real estate. We take, we're purchasing old warehouses. We're building greenhouses. Um, so old warehouse is going to be grocery stores and and um, hydroponics. The, the um, greenhouses, of course, are hydroponics. So um, in the, we have 110,000. I'm sorry, 110,000 square feet of greenhouse space that can grow as up to 360,000 pounds of food a year. Um, it, it will supply, like we, like I said, the grocery stores that we will also run, operate, and own. That's too much food. We can't. That's not. An, that's too much food that we can grow to supply just a grocery store. Plus, economically, I think most of us know that grocery stores have a very thin margin. So, in order to make this economically um, something that an investor is interested in. We have those relationships with food brokers, and that's where the finances work for and for an investor. So, in addition to having the real estate that's going to appreciate because there's a business in there, and you have the business operation of selling fresh produce to a food broker who has a contract with major retails in the major retailers in the region, and it's just a continual pump out of how fast can you get us the food. Mm, that's awesome. And so I know right now you're uh, in the middle of uh, raising capital and looking at partners in this. Um, so what does that look like? Because there's a lot of people listening, uh, you know, around the country that invest in real estate and are always looking for opportunities. Correct. So this this one is, in addition to making a big impact in a town, in a city for people, you also it's a it's a good investment for you, gets you a good return on your investment. So we're looking at raising 6.5 million which will um, help us build our greenhouses, purchase our grocery store. In addition to that money, we have uh, private, we have, I'm sorry, traditional financing. In addition to one of the guys on our team is very, very adept at knowing every single government 
um, agency that looks to um, fund the kind of things that we're doing. So we have money coming from lots of different places, which serves to improve the ROI for an investor. So this this um, investment is an 8% preferred return with 70% equity to the investors with five to 10-year holds. We have the 10-year because our project is an opportunity zone. So those folks that are that have their capital gains, have their money sitting in the stock market and are just like, what, where can I put this so that I can get some tax advantages when I finally pull it out? Now's the time to do it. And this is a great project. You're going to make a big difference for the lives of a lot of people and have a return on investment that looks really nice for you. Our internal red return is looking anywhere from 17 to over 20%. And so what's the timeline for for a project like this? Uh, ask me that again. I'm sorry, Adam. What's the, what's the timeline for a project like this? When are you looking to uh, to really uh, move on this? We are moving on it right now. So we, plan, we have a contract that we have to fulfill by mid-June. So that is why we're starting on our greenhouse build right now. We're looking at having our first if we get – once we get our raise done, which we're looking to have it all done by March, April, we, with the with the production that we have planned, everything's kind of lining up, and um, the contracts that we have, we're looking that our first um, disbursement or our first payment to investors will be end of December. So that would be the eight percent preferred. Is that does that answer the question? Absolutely. No, that's exciting, and uh, I just want to know how far out you were from this. So we're talking this year, so this thing should be up and operational later this year. That's awesome. Um, Andrew, so we plan to have. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were, I was going to say we plan to have every grocery store open for the holiday. So before Thanksgiving, every one of our grocery stores will be open. The the full green first greenhouse is first phase of the greenhouse should be done before June. Like I said, we have to have our, we have contracts ready to go by end of June. It takes six weeks to grow food. So that gives you a little bit of what our timeline looks like. That's fantastic. So, Felicia, if somebody wants uh, more information in their listing, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, there's a couple of different ways. You can find me on uh, at ecoallianceinvestment.com. That's our website. You can email me at Felicia, F like Frank, E-L-E-C-I-A, at ecoalliance. And eco is E-C-O. AllianceIsAllianceGroup.com, so Felicia at EcoAllianceGroup.com. Um, we are on Facebook at Eco, as Eco Alliance Group. I'm on LinkedIn as Felicia Fro, MD. You know, all the usual suspects, you'll find us. That's awesome. Well, Felicia, it's really been a pleasure having you back on the show, and I'm really excited about all the work you're doing um, at over at Eco Alliance Group, so really great stuff there. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Felicia, thanks again for coming on the show. 